catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. When the Central Bank of Nigeria announced that it will pilot the country's digital currency, now known as the E-Naira, on the 1st of October 2021, it came as a shock to many for many different reasons. The Central Bank of Nigeria has reassured Nigerians after this announcement of the many gains of this digital currency from payments and taxes to remittances and even making transactions cheaper. Many people wonder how all of these things will happen since it is not yet clear what exactly technology is and how it will be used. Many Nigerians are interested in how this will work because Nigeria remains the top country with the most adoption of cryptocurrencies and they would like to know how this will impact their crypto investments and businesses. Knowing and understanding the technology behind it and what the tech can do is the first step in knowing how this will affect you. Let's take that first step together with the blockchain developer and information system lead auditor and the founder of a decentralized social interactive marketplace service platform called Somidax, Mr. Victor Oyemi. Mr. Victor, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you doing? Well, I'm great. I'm good. Yeah. Now, what is the technology used for the development of the digital Naira? Okay. According to the CBN, and it is a paper that was released when they shed more light on the way to go as regards the coming in of uh, CBD, the Central Bank Digital Currency. So they made us understand that the technology they are going to use is from a blockchain technology we call Hyperledger. And the Hyperledger is being run by a foundation called IBM. IBM is International Business Machine, the American company. And they pioneered, they call it enterprise blockchain infrastructure, which is a hybrid of the conventional technology we know, which is the open source system. Though it's open source to them, but in a way, it has the capability to be controlled because the issuance that is the owner of the Genesis chain has the capability to control distribution and ability to appoint delegates, we call them nodes in the other source, to validate if actually transaction is going to occur. And for Nigeria, they are going to adopt that technology called Hyperledger Fabrics. And the banks maybe tend to play as validators. But the model of Plan D, they're going to appoint those who are going to become node validators it's yet to be cleared, but we are still hoping that as the day runs by, more enlightenment will be opened up to us. We will, uh, in that sphere, to be able to visualize or see how effective this technology is going to play. And uh, the promise that in the pilot test, it's going to be like a little bit of opening up for developers like us to be able to see capabilities of building upon it. So, but for a global understanding for people who are just coming in, central bank digital currency is quite a new intake in the economics of the world, which was really piloted by China. Uh, China has already gone a little bit advanced in their testing stage. But for Nigeria, we are still doing their own testing stage, which is going to go live 1st of Gen uh, October 2021. What does this mean by we having and Inera, or we call it CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. 
In simple terms, it means that this currency is visual. It's no longer going to be the paper type that we used to have. Most of or majority of all would be made to have what they call an scripted cryptographical wallet. It's quite different from the normal wallet that you have. Maybe when you're having all these mobile apps like Flutterwaves, like you have mobile apps like ScaryWide. The one so used for payment. This one, yes, the one used for payment is going to be distributed. And they may make us to be able to download a receivers. That receivers is your wallet, which is compatible with the inera. And through that wallet, you will be able to spend. Now, if your wallet is domiciled in a bank, that is bank control, that means your bank will issue you a wallet in addition to your account number. That wallet will now be your account number in the bank. So when you want to receive this in error, the bank, like what did they've already passed to the banks to develop such infrastructure? Because if you remember, they just abolished direct sales of forex to the local black market. So once all this infrastructure comes into play, you will have it in your bank account. Then you will now access that Naira from your bank account in terms of using the, when you want to use to pay goods and services, where you go, you start using what they call contactless payment system. So in a nutshell, we may gradually see a reduction in the physical Naira. So now, using this technology, the hyperledger what they are using, they will also have what we call node delegates, which will be represented in banks. Why this is so is that for every transaction, they will also validate if actually the transactions is coming from the central bank. It is not corruptible in error because of the building infrastructure X hashes that will be embedded in this Naira. It's just like for every banknote that we have, we have security imprints. That's why you're able to know that this one is correct Naira. This one is fake Naira. If you pick out to 1,000 Naira now, because 1,000 Naira or 100 Naira is synonymous. If we look at the notes properly, you will see Central Bank inscribed authenticity. That authenticity is what we use to validate if actually we are receiving from the bank, there uh, is correct Naira. Sometimes if some of us who are going to pay money into the bank, they will also use that money, their money, money. They'll pass it one kind of light. Something to use maybe blue light or something to validate if actually it is correct money. So that kind of technology is what is now going to be embedded in the visual form. So, sorry for cutting you short, but right. can we actually tell now if there will be any difference between the Naira we spend online and the e-Naira or the digital Naira when it comes into circulation or into use? The difference is just in the environment in which they occur. In the environment in which the e-Naira occur is in the visual form. So if we look at it, for example, now you get an alert on your phone and when you open it up, it gives you the inscription note that you are receiving an e-coin. That e-coin, you cannot have it physically. It resides domiciliary in the virtual form. So you can only be able to access it through approved and scripted wallet, which has the capability for you to pay. 
If you go to supermarket and you want to pay, sometimes you use your credit card to pay. But in this area, I don't know the medium in which you, but mostly if you mirror it towards the China testing system, you will use your phone and you will be able to scan the vendor or the seller who have it is scanning. So with that one that you can scan, and if it is too narrow, you just deduct it and it automatically transfers from your phone to the receiver, which is the seller or the supermarket. So what we are going to experience now is that we are going to experience a little bit of constraint in the sense that there will be a little bit of high watchfulness in how money circulation will be going in the country. So let's look at the difference between the digital currency, the e-naira and cryptocurrencies, because a lot of Nigerians have invested in cryptocurrencies, different cryptocurrencies, and some of them, it's their business. Some of them, it's now an investment. What's the difference between these two currencies and what effect will the start of this e-naira have on the cryptocurrencies of Nigerians? The basic difference between the e-naira and the conventional currency is that one has high degree level of control. It is being run by a closed chain. The one that we normally see in the open board is an open chain. That is, it's not centrally controlled. It is 100% decentralized. It is a pure cryptographical chain that is made to be. In inception, and when it was being discovered by Satoshi Nakamoto, it's made to be decentralized. No single governing entity is made that it is easily validated. Depending on what it exists, in terms of digital assets, in terms of non-fungible token, it is an open system. You can easily view it there's no control. It's the consensus is general. Unlike in the in-era, that is a closed chain system, have high degree of control. So that is the basic difference. In which the environment they occur, one occurs in a decentralized world, while the other one occurs in a more centralized system, a closed chain. Because of time, I would have loved to expand it, but we will have maybe some close section or so, those who are interested, to know how these two operate and how best you were able to validate which one you are in. Those who are investing in the open chain system, like SNDX, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, those who are investing in those ones, they are running a global decentralized blockchain infrastructure. Whereby it is not centrally controlled. That's why you can be in Nigeria and interact with somebody as far as New Zealand. It's an open world system. But in the CBT, in the government control system, it's a little bit closed. In as much as they say it's a little bit open and transparent, but from the technology they are going to use and what I have looked into it, there's a degree of control because it is government. 
Interesting. Now, for those who have invested in um, other cryptocurrencies like SMDX, you know, Bitcoin, XRP, Ethereum, what what would you say to them now? Because some of them are, uh, uh, some of them are afraid. Some don't know what is happening, and they're thinking, okay, so what happens to you know the investments I've made in cryptocurrencies? What would you say to uh, those people now? From my own point of view. From my own point of research, um, from my own perspective, I see harmonization because human wants are unlimited. I see in the future what they call harmonization and what I see interoperability, ability for the inera to able to communicate with other existing digital currency. Because whether you like it or not, the world is moving into an internet of things. The advanced world is migrating, which we're going to be controlled or powered by artificial intelligence and driven by machine learning, big data and data curation. So the internet is beginning to find a monetary system. So for the human existence to live in that same world, all government and other world begin to find concessions and harmonization. That is why the corporate and the capitalism they are beginning to advance up to the fact that you can hear even Walmart looking for employees in digital currency. Because I see harmonization. And when this thing occurs, there will be interaction. So you who holds your normal currency will still have the ability to interact with the TBT currency. Wow. Okay. Now, let's look at... But how they think... I don't really know, okay. but I'm just only telling you on quote because this is an open system. So nobody will go and write me in the newspaper as Victor Yemi said. Victor Yemi said on quote, based on his research and understanding that he sees harmonization in the near future between the government currency and the existing cryptocurrency. Okay. So that there will be a free open market system. Now, let's look at the issue of financial inclusion, the issue of remittances, especially money coming in from abroad into Nigeria, the issue of payments, and even the central bank has mentioned the issue of, you know, helping the value of the Naira. Now, do you think this whole plan of introducing the e-Naira, the CBDC in Nigeria, will in any way impact all of these things I've just mentioned, from remittances to payments, transactions, and even the value of the Naira? Uh, uh, like I said, for Nigeria, every CBDC is going to be pegged one-to-one to existing Naira. So what you will still be, still be having is that your CBDC will still be pegged to the dollar value. Remember, the Americans are still working to advance their own inner. So we still be expecting the dollarized value coming into existence, such as where the China yen is coming into existence. So what, like I, I already said before, in terms of amortization and interoperability, Nigeria Naira should have ability to communicate. What you will now see in the international world, they have what they call International Settlement uh, Organization, which is being run, I think, in collaboration with the IMF. So for remittance, when you are sending your dollar into Naira using the official channel, as it is coming, there are people who are there that have a settlement infrastructure that actually converts that dollar into your Naira and gives you. Manually, it's blue the change. 
So when you receive your dollar nine in Nigeria, you take it to build a change to give you the naira value. So, but if you want an automatic switch, which is being going to be deployed by NIPS, I don't know how whether they will. I'm not. It's, it's, I'm not suggesting that switching system will create an enabler. So if I'm in America now, I want to spend money to my father in the, the village. When I send the dollar value, if it is eight dollar. Is hitting into Nigeria and it will be routed through CBN. So CBN will now switch it and give me exactly my in Naira, my wallet. So what you are saying in terms of remittance, because Nigeria economy is a little bit importation driven for now, until I believe all these you know, uh, startups and local infrastructure manufacturing companies advance in their development and begin to manufacture things. But right now, I see a more a little bit of more importation driven. So we will still be experiencing a little bit of forex shortage here and there. But for remittance, it is very, very great because it reduces the cost of doing that switching system from remittance perspective. Now, are you of the opinion that Nigeria should have settled her problems, you know, like insecurity, improved well-being of the citizens before starting this giant project? And what impact do you think this will have on the people and the businesses in Nigeria? I mean, the ordinary people and uh, the small businesses in Nigeria. You know, we we have so many issues that we need to settle here in Nigeria. And we need to ensure that First and foremost, you know, the government have their right to try to find solutions to ensure that we do not go into recessions, we should not go into insurgents, we should not go into things that are not good for the economy of the people. So, like I rightly said, Nigeria has so many problems to deal with. But you see, the government are finding ways to provide solutions. And if they feel that this is one of the ways that they can solve our devaluation, fine, they can go into it. If they feel like embarking on this project, we add greater value in the near future. Whether you like it or not, the world is advancing. And Nigeria is not an island on its own. So I believe that them starting it is a welcome one. But... We, have, we need to see the implementation, how far it will help the economy. So for insecurity and the rest, I believe that the government is finding a way to find solutions to it. When I mean government, I mean from the federal to the local level. Okay, now South Africa, Ghana, Ghana just announced um, September 2021 for the pilot of their own uh, digital central bank digital currency, South Africa, Tunisia, just like Nigeria and a few more African countries. There are different stages of the development and deployment of a digital currency. Europe as a continent is working on one. Should Africa as a continent be working on a central currency or uh, that's a a central digital currency or should the countries just continue to work on uh, individual uh, currencies? Yes. You have a point, and uh, and I believe that yes, in terms of oneness and Africa unification, we will should have a single currency. Definitely, even the entire world will be moving into that direction, having a single currency 
that will drive the world economy. Now, for quite some time, it's been based on the United States dollars as the, the world reserve. What we are experiencing is transfiguration from the physical state into an e-world system. So whenever you are in a world, like this program we are doing, it's been assessed around the world, borderless. So it depends on where you have shared it. Somebody as far as in Nigeria, which is in New Zealand, can see about this program and can key in because he wants to know more. So we are looking at Global Village. Fine, it is going to harmonize, like I say, but every country is an entity of itself. It has a jurisdiction. So if all of them comes together to provide their own, at the long run, they will have, it's just like the African Free Trade Zone, they all have their instrument to submit. So our own instrument will be our inner. Yeah, so finally, let's look at the level of awareness and education about the introduction of uh, uh, this e-Naira, this digital currency in the country. How much education and awareness do you think should go into this before the pilot phase? Do you think it's too soon? Are Nigerians aware enough? Or do you think uh, maybe Nigerians will just ride along when the time comes? They will just jump on it. One of the awareness that you and I need to contribute is what we are doing right now. The government, have, they are trying their own best. They have, they have made the announcement. So for how level of their advocacy and drive is what is not being made known to me. What is our only, my own way, what is made known to me is that it is going to come on the October page. How prepared are we is what you see my own contribution coming to this show to express or to enlighten the public that it is coming, we should be prepared, we should ensure that we are not caught on our ear. So what we need to do right now is on our own, we need to find knowledge. Look for areas where we can tap knowledge and grow your knowledge in the digital world because that is where the world is going to. So for awareness, I would like, I would want to commend you guys for what you are doing, as in using your medium to also enlighten the public. Like this kind of show, what we have discussed, you, you find a way to push it around, all your network, maybe a repeat broadcast, people be here. By this doing, people awareness is being created and the government is being part of what you are also contributing to the growth of the awareness as in regards the coming of inner so that we do not, we should be really willing to see or drive away the fear factor. Okay. Now, some Nigerians are also concerned about sustainability because most projects started in Nigeria. It's either it's not sustained or it's badly managed. Do you also fear for the sustainability of this project? And do you have any suggestions on policy framework that should be put in place for proper management of the deployments and for the success of these projects? Uh, for me, the government should begin to train or obscure their workforce across board. It shouldn't be the knowledge should be limited to a few set of people or those who are already in the ecosystem. They should be able to open it up for everybody to learn. They should begin to create mass awareness. They begin to create ability to have funding for startups like us who are evolving or pushing on our own origin. They should begin to uh, reach out 
to those who they can identify as drivers of this noble technology in Nigeria. For now, the skill set is low, so they, it can be handpicked. And they can begin to find a way to encourage them to grow in it. Because we, uh, my, my greatest fear is, is um, intellectual migration. People believe they fear the government and begin to run away. We are losing manpower. Any tech you teach today is ready to get a job in abroad and run away. It's not so. We need to develop the country. I, for one, I know I've been a, uh, a well-traveled person, but, you know, and, and, and a strong advocate of the digital world. I believe organizations like us to be encouraged in order to, to frustrate us. You understand what I'm saying? So encouragement could become a word of advice, could be a little phone call, a little bit providing of grant access, because whether we like it or not, we need to grow our local technology. Dependence of the international world or international technology into the Nigeria for its ecosystem is, is on the high side. And we too, as Nigerians, should begin to appreciate what we are doing instead of local technology. Most especially those in the IT world. First I started, oh, what are they doing? Today, they have existed to a foreign company. So, invariably, I've seen Paystack as an American company. So, why can't we not find a way to support those who are locally 100% Nigerian companies? Because every Nigerian startup company is looking for the next VC to sell percentage share to. And we are losing grip. The generation is losing grip. If I should ask you, how many startup IT companies in the crypto sphere do you have interest in or do you want to invest? I'm talking about local investment. Oh, I've identified the technology. What are they doing? Can I invest even 10,000 in that company? I want my percentage share. We need to drive investment culture. An average American today, when you sit at them and when they talk, they'll tell you, before the next five minutes talk, the next language is, how can I invest? What is the latest company that we need to invest? The investment culture is, is, is high. See that, it's high. That's why you see that they get... They are still on top of the digital age. Major three companies in the world, American companies are there. Is it Facebook, Google that we are using? Mm -hmm. But when you say a Nigerian company trying to scale, they frustrate them. It's wrong. Encourage them. Don't see the technology as a threat. No technology is a threat. All technology you see today have been in the existence for over minimum of five years. And it's people who are paying the money. We are doing this thing for free, using this free technology. But somebody somewhere is paying for it. If they don't believe in Google, you and I will not have this infrastructure to communicate. So we begin to see that we can have that investment culture to grow in Nigeria. In the cryptocurrency world, ask two, three Nigerians, what have you invested in Bitcoin? But if you ask, do you have local Nigeria blockchain company? Have you invested in their project? They tell you, no, they will smile. Because the awareness creation of creating value of local investment. While I'm sharing this to you guys, you people can champion it. Investment culture should be created. My mother, before she passed out, that she encouraged the world. In my home, my children, even wherever they are, I told them, you need to encourage it. This little contribution, it helps. It drives investment culture. When they say, daddy, I've saved this kind of money, what can I use it? I said, okay, invest it, invest it, do this and do this. Because I came from a generation that talks investment.
But if we need as parents cannot pass it to our younger children, that means there's a failure somewhere. Now, that's a very good way to uh, end the conversation today or the conversation in this episode on uh, the digital Naira. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure having you share your knowledge with us. Yeah, we've been speaking to a blockchain developer and information system lead auditor and the founder of a decentralized social interactive marketplace service platform called Somidax, Mr. Victor Uyemi. Thank you very much for your thoughts, for your insights. Uh, thank you very much thank for the time. Thank you very much. I Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.